Switched On on FM 104. I'm joined by Killian McNulty of Historic Interiors. Hello. Hi, Louise. Thank you very much for chatting to us. So you're putting on an auction from the 5th to the 8th of December of props from a lot of things that we may know from Michael Collins, The Crown, Father Ted. But how did you get into this in the first place? Uh, my father is a voracious collector of things and was kind of like quietly just collecting loads and loads and loads of things in, in his in private like and he was he was also really super interested in um social history and the people who were doing things so at the time when he was collecting like coopers were going out of business or like wheelwrights were going out of business or people who had these traditions and these skills that were hundreds of years old or passed down and uh, so he got to know all of those type of people just out of his own personal interest and when they when they were going out of business or after they died or whatever it happened to be, their family would say, you know, would you like to buy their tools? And he was just constantly acquiring kind of a person's lifetime of things. And so that just told a story in itself because it was, I remember we cleared out a Cooper in County Cavan as he was going out of business. Now he was still alive. He really wanted my father to have it. But the very interesting thing was that there was a whole wall of tools and we took all of those down. And then we brushed the sawdust off the wall and then all of his original tools were under the sawdust in perfect condition. So there was like two layers of tools, like say his father's or his grandfather's tools and then the tools that he had been using himself up to that date. So a person from the film industry heard about the collection and asked my father could they rent some items for, I think the first thing that we were ever involved in or my dad was ever involved in was uh, a thing called the Year of the French, which was made in Kalala. And from there, it just kept going. And like I was a kid, I was like maybe eight years old and I would be going down to these sets with them at five, six in the morning in a van with a load of gear. And then, you know, just it was fascinating, like to be around, to see, like to walk into the 1700s, you know, out of like having just driven there in the 1980s, (laughs) you know, was was, uh, you know, just an incredible thing to see. Like the, the people who work in film, the technicians, they can just create absolute magic and you just never know where you're going. You're, you're going to space or you're going to the 1600s or you're going to, you know, the 1970s, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, it, it generally, it can feel quite real when you're within the set. Yeah. What an experience to be involved in, though, to build a fictional character's story from someone else's legacy or life, I suppose. Absolutely. And like, so you're constantly like kind of, you become, you become a person who looks at things, you look at how people use their things. You're kind of constantly like, you're not really, you're, you're focusing on kind of, you know, what is it about this that tells me that, you know, Louise is on radio and that's like, she's got an interest in, you know, radio, let's say, and like, what are her things, you know? And so you're constantly looking at those people as you meet them. So you're meeting them and you're chatting to them but you're constantly in the back of your mind, you're trying to take in what is saying to me that this is, this is the right story, that this works, that this is, this is this person, this is how you portray this person. And then when somebody comes up to us and they say to us, okay, look, we're doing a radio presenter, we're just going to do her house, uh, you know, she's going out with a mate, blah, 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 blah. And like, we're going to see her getting ready and then we're going to see her going out the door and she's really happy and blah, 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 blah. Like, how do we do that? So we then start to kind of try to construct the things that you're going to have around you in your house the things that are going to make you cool, the things that are going to like kind of really, you know, 
make your house seem homely. And then we're going to try and envisage that and then try and kind of, along with the art department from the film world, like of course. together we're going to try and envisage that and then create your character and hopefully the audience buys that. That's the, that's the whole thing is, do you buy it? So when you're watching a film and you think, you know what, like this just doesn't feel right, that doesn't suit that character, you know, they're not... If the stuff's not right, then somebody's done their job badly. But if you totally buy into it, then, you know, it's a it's, it's job well done. What are some of the items that have kind of stuck with you? Is there anything that stands out? I was asked this the other day because we're closing. And, like, you know, the funny thing is, is that, like, I'm, I'm quite an obsessive person. And uh, so I, I would obsess over little things. Like, and, I, and I was kind of thinking about it. I and, mean, like, it's mad. Like, I was thinking, you know, I have these egg cup holders that I really love. I've got, like, you know, these taps that I really love. I've got this little jug that I really love. I got, you know, so there's something from everything. So the thing is, is that I couldn't. There's something. There's something in every part of what we've done that, like, is just. It's just a beautiful thing in your hand. It's just a really evocative thing, and that's the reason why it's here is because we've tried to do that with it. We've tried to kind of find those things that really just bring you into the character. Um, you know, like we we were. Conceptually, somebody came up one time and said they were doing this show about three priests on an island, uh, and we had to try and envisage. We knew that one was Dermot Morgan, and that he's hilariously funny, and that he had a previous character called Father Trendy, who was incredibly irre- irreverent. And so we had to try to kind of come up with all of these things that were priestly on an island, but also fun and funny, like that, like mm-hmm. kind of you know played into the into the kind of humour of uh, you know. Dermot's kind of character in general so you know sometimes it's great fun like you're trying to kind of come up with these really wacky characters and like kind of well we're not trying to we're told this is what we want to do and then we can only work within what we have so we have to bring a person on that journey and say okay this is what we have but we feel it fits your bill and then they either say yes or no and and sometimes it can be great crack you can be absolutely roaring laughing trying to kind of come up with these characters like we did one for Pat Short where he was a woman one time and he was doing, a, like, selling, I don't know if it was, like, a insurance or he was selling, um, uh, like, a washing powder or something. But, like, you know, we had to make them, like, like kind of almost like Brandon O'Carroll and Mrs. Yeah. Brown Foy, but I mm-hmm. think it was a little bit before that, you know? So uh, it's, it's funny. At times it's, it can be really funny, and it can be, um, you know, good crack because it's in your head. You're of seeing course. it. Yeah, and you're, you're, being part, you're being made part of the story, too, or part of its life. Yes, but no, but yeah, but no. Yeah, like, exactly. In, you know, they're, they're, nobody else would agree with that, but we would, but other people wouldn't, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, in a sense, you know, we're just a prop house and whoever comes here gets the stuff and they make that story. It must but feel, we have to bring them on yeah, that journey. Of course. It must feel yeah. like a bit of an end of an era for you. It is, but, you know, we, we, we basically, a few years ago, we have two businesses, the Vintage Hub, which I'm sure some of your listeners will know, and uh, Historic Interiors. And effectively, Historic Interiors was kind of plateauing because Ireland was doing a lot of TV, and the Vintage Hub was flying up, you know, in terms of people were really buying into what we do, uh, kind of furniture sales business. And basically, we got to a point where we just, we weren't doing either right, and it was really frustrating because we were giving people bad service. And I don't like that at all. You know, I want to kind of give somebody good service. I want people to be happy. And we had to make a choice. And, uh, you know, we had to decide which vehicle we were going to go forward with. And we decided that we're going forward with the Vintage Hub. 
and that uh, historic interiors, that's the end of the road for us. There were other issues within the industry. Um, you know, the fact that it's majority TV and the fact that TV series are more often than not five seasons and you really don't make any money in season three, four, five. So, you know, there were other reasons there. The country was busy, but we were not busy. Yeah. And everybody thought that it was great, like we're, the country's so busy, but, but we were not. So uh, you couldn't kind of, you'd never see that in their eyes when you were saying to them, like, it, it's not like actually a great year. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a bad year, but they were having a great time. So Yeah, it was hard to sustain yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some yeah. of the items people would be able to, to see? So what I think here is that, like, so just going back to what, what we've been involved in and what we've done, right? Like, we've done, we've probably had something in absolutely everything you've ever seen. Wow. Most of the ads you've seen, uh, most of the plays you've seen, most of the music videos you've seen that were made in Ireland. Um, the Late Late Toy Show, you know, for years, like anything that, like, Ryan was sitting on or pushed out in or any of the kind of fantasy-type bits that weren't, made by their set crew uh, had come in from us and all sorts of other things. In the newspaper, regularly people holding something belonging to us to kind of advertise something that they were doing, etc., etc. So there, you, everybody who, who hears this has seen something that belongs to us. And the thing is that a lot of them are just kind of fairly ordinary type items just working away in the background. You know, it's not the kind of fantastic uh, that sells as such as a prop house. You really have to be able to do you know, the kind of the stuff that goes out all the time. What you want is things going out all the time, not something that goes out once a year. Like once yeah. a year is a kiss of death because you're, you're, um, you're storing it. So where can people get more information? Um, you can get uh, Aiden Foley auctions and, um, uh, or via Niall Mullins, Niall Mullins Instagram. Uh, there's a link in Niall's Instagram page and, um, uh, yeah, and otherwise just Google um, Prop Auction uh, Dublin and you'll find uh, various links to it online. Killian McNulty from Historic Interiors, thank you so much for chatting to us. Thanks a million, Louise.